Welcome to this week's Thrill of Driving podcast. We are back at the Evo India office. We have Adish Mishra. What's up? What's up? And we've also got with us Abhishek. Uh, the last time we put up our first podcast with him, we got one comment on YouTube saying we want him back, and it got three likes. Yes. So, so we got him back. And so I'm back. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, Abhishek Varagade, Atish Mishra, and I'm Sirish Chandran. You're watching this podcast on the Evo India channel. That is at Evo India on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, give us a shout. Uh, drop us a comment. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else, drop us comments. Let us know what we're doing right, wrong, and what do you want to hear. So let's dive straight into what's been happening this week, and it started off on Monday with ultraviolet. Yeah, uh, the so-called F seven seven inspired by. What? Fighter jets and. But so fighter many. jets, really? Yeah, Seriously? Yeah, it is. So these are aviation fanboys. Sort of. So they said they have a lot of aviation models across their office, and they are inspired. The design also is inspired by them. All right. But what uh, is nice. what is the ultraviolet F seven seven? So think of it as a very performance oriented electric bike, completely okay. made in India. That's the best bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're saying currently it's about ninety nine percent made in India. Uh, that I don't. Completely made in India means in India we don't make uh, yeah. cells. Yes. Okay. So I was in China earlier yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, I went with uh, MG mm-hmm. and to their parent SAIC. They showed us their Giga factory, okay. Their Giga factory, when finally phase three is complete, will be will have twice the output of Tesla's Giga factory. And when is that? So phase one is already ready. Phase three, they're saying that as and when demand comes online, but they're saying two years they will have it ready. Infrastructure in China, unbelievable. The factory was located some two forty five kilometers from Shanghai. We were in a bus. It took us three hours to get there. <laughs> right on an expressway with maybe three, four, five toll booths, just smooth running. Uh, the speed of setting up factory is incredible, and that factory, okay, one and a half billion dollars into making battery cells. So they start with they make the cell and they make the full modules. Okay. They're going to make it now. That battery joint venture is a JV between SAIC and CATL. SAIC okay. Shanghai Automotive, the largest car conglomerate in China. Yeah. CATL is the largest battery manufacturer in China. Both are sort of government-owned yeah. entities. Mm-hmm. This is the JV between the two of them, and this will supply batteries to Shanghai GM, which makes uh, you know Chevrolets, Cadillacs, Buicks, all the GM branded cars. They make Shanghai Volkswagen, so all the Volkswagen branded cars. Mm-hmm. So they will make batteries wow. plus for the SAIC cars, plus for the MG cars, plus for the Roe branded cars, yeah. plus for Wuling. Uh, plus, for they have Shanghai commercial vehicles, so they're going to supply batteries to all of them. They've got their own ecosystem in. Before making setting up that cell factory, China went and bought mines all over the world. Plus, they have their own supply. Plus, they bought cobalt mines, nickel mines all over the world, lithium mines. Sorry, right? So they have the supply of ore. They've got their factories to build the cells. They make the cells. They make the batteries. They make the full modules supplied to their own uh, guys who are making their cars. Mm. That's how the whole electric infrastructure is set up. Now we saw both the cell manufacturing as well as the full battery pack manufacturing. We can make battery packs in India, yeah, and there are guys who are setting up facilities to make battery packs, including Maruti Suzuki, right, in joint venture. So they are going to make battery packs, but cells we don't yeah. have the capability, and there's no point setting up a cell manufacturing facility in India if we don't have access yeah. to the ore, Correct. to the raw material. So when you say 99% is made yeah. in India, that's rubbish. No, so I was because coming to that. So yeah. So no, because today, according to and what I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but according to our fame regulations, when yeah. they say that you have to have a certain percentage of local components, 
if you buy the battery pack from say atish who's got a facility in india it's considered as local it's okay. not really looked into that atish is actually buying his raw materials so i can source it from outside you yeah, can source it from wherever so you just set up and a you, shell company and yeah. exactly you could do that so in a sense what we're doing right now is we are taking out a dependence on oil from the middle east and putting that in the hands of whoever supplying ourselves yeah okay whether they're friendly to us not friendly to us that's a yeah. question and that is something i think the policy mandarins have realized mm-hmm. and that is something they're trying to address because yeah. you can't be dependent on one nation and then take out that dependence put it on another nation so long story short went to china saw this whole battery manufacturing infrastructure facility am i a fan of uh, electric vehicles i think for city commuting it is perfectly alright it's perfectly fine yeah. there is Okay, there is a joy to be had in every drive and every ride. Let's not get away from that. But in the city, with the traffic, with all of that, you want something that is serene and silent. And a well-insulated electric car, for instance, is actually very nice. And it's yeah. not just electric cars. Even if you're on an electric bike, yeah, it's so, just the the smoothness, the calmness, the whole idea of how silently you can whiz past everybody yes. else who's making so much noise. Yeah, it's just. It's it's, it's nice cool. feeling. Yeah. It's cool. So you got me the Revolt. I rode the Revolt yeah. for a couple of days in Pune. I thought it was quite okay. Okay, I don't think the Revolt is great per se because it is not a motorcycle and it's not a scooter and I would prefer an electric scooter. Um so place to dump my yeah. stuff. I don't have to carry my uh, no laptop on my shoulders and all of that. No, I'd rather have my jacket and no, be comfortable. So I'd rather have a scooter, but otherwise as an electric vehicle, I think for the city it's perfectly all right. It's perfectly cool yeah. which brings me to my question yeah. big okay. digression what's the ultraviolet yeah, like exactly so. then <laughs> why is ultraviolet making a motorcycle why yeah. not a scooter so, because you're you're addressing city mobility yeah. problems you want to take out pollution not from ladakh where you take your bullets right you want to take out pollution from mumbai pune delhi all the cities if you're commuting you want the practicality of a scooter so yeah. number one why a motorcycle So the whole idea behind ultraviolet basically is to have a bike that you can take for a track day. That mm. is why we are riding it on track on Monday okay. at MRT. So their point is to make electric bikes not so boring anymore and make okay. them cool and make them desirable. Okay. And like you said about the battery pack earlier, they have something very cool. Uh, they have their own accessory battery packs which mm-hmm. are going to be I don't know the price but yeah, uh, they want to have that. That's about 2.5 kg only. You can put it on your backpack and you carry it around. So then, what is that? So that is like if your main battery pack runs out, you have a yeah, and that so you're carrying two liters of fuel with you. Two kg. That's something that's like yeah, yeah. So but basically you're carrying two bottles of fuel with yeah, you. Yeah, and that's but <laughs> which won't blow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might actually lithium ion. Anyway, okay. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, it takes only fifty minutes for a eighty percent charge, and that gives you a range of about. But eighty percent charge on what? On this plug point? No, it's built in. It's like a battery pack. Okay, so the battery pack that you're wearing. Nothing okay, you're all right. You just okay. put it, plug it in. Fifteen minutes, it's charged up to eighty percent. Five zero. Five zero. Charge up to eighty percent means what is the range? I think the range is one fifty. One fifty. Yeah, I am not sure, but I think it's one fifty. When you're riding on track, now yeah. the other thing with electrics is yeah. when you're driving, aram say in the city, yeah. you get good range. Yeah. When you're peppering it, right? You're yeah. in a bombing down. Okay, you don't really get much range. Exactly. So, so what, on yeah, track, yeah, how many kilometers will you get? So that's what. Uh, so we asked them about the WLTP cycle. Mm. They haven't tested that, but they said they have ARAI figures which are rubbish. They said how it works. We know. Uh, yeah. So ARAI testing is done at about forty-five uh, kilometers per hour, and you without aircon for cars. Uh, yeah. So on bikes, okay. it's forty-five kilometers per hour. Yeah. So they said we don't believe that. So they have something called Bangalore riding okay. cycle that they, have, they are doing. <laughs> yeah. So they said the worst. Uh, even uh, during Russia, they got was uh, eighty kilometers, which is great. 
ಮೋಟರ್ಸ್ಕೂಟರ್ಸ್ಟರ್ಸ್ಟರ್ಸ್ಟರ್ಸ್ಟರ್ಸ್ಟರ್ಸ್ಟರ್ಸ್ಟರ
the Quattro, I remember the first time we took an A6 to the racetrack, the V6 TDI with the Quattro powertrain. We all like five series uh, sideways and all that. But the Quattro was actually quicker because you got more grip and pushed to the limit by a good driver. There was adjustability to the chassis. You could really play around with it. It was great. I miss the Quattro. I miss the shove of Mm. a proper V6 3-litre TDI engine. This one has got a 2-litre turbo petrol, 245 horsepower, which is quick enough. In a straight line, it is quick. And when you really step on it, then you feel torque steer. So you're like, no, the front (laughs) wheel, the steering is darting and you've got to correct it, uh, which uh, keeps you alert. But the steering, having to put down the power in addition to steer is corrupted a bit. So the steering is not as nice Mm. as some of its uh, rivals. I think it looks yeah. really good. You know, it's got this tightly pinched mm-hmm. lines, yeah. uh, very Wospung Dodge technique. Yeah. And even and the lighting styling. elements, like the, the tail lamps are really neatly done. Yeah. You don't get matrix lights on uh, Aka and Which India. everybody's asking. Yeah. yeah. Where's the matrix? Where's the matrix? Where's the matrix? So yeah. they made such a big song and dance about yeah. matrix earlier. And now the matrix is not there. Yeah. Why there's no matrix? Cost. <laughs> Money, honey. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so no matrix. No matrix headlamps. Uh, I don't think that's a big miss. In all honesty, uh, in India, you don't want to dip the lights for the person coming at you. You want to flash the lights and tell him to please dip, right? So be (laughs) good to each other. Uh, So anyway, uh, but A6 in terms of its driving, very comfortable. Yes. Low speed ride, even at high speed, very high quality. High profile tires, which probably helps. Yes. Uh, In terms of the styling, actually, Mm. those, uh, because it's raised for India, it's got the Indian rough road, mandatory rough road package. So Mm. the gap in the wheel arch is a bit too much. And that spoils the profile, the styling Mm. on the profile Mm. to me. But otherwise, it rides very well, very serene, very calm, very silent. Uh, It's got, doesn't have that tight feel. That's what I found missing. Mm -hmm. Uh, German cars, they're supposed to be built like bank vaults, like Swiss bank vaults. This does not feel, it feels Mm. a little too light. Steering is too light. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't have that involving feeling of rear wheel drive, obviously. And I think mm, in terms of pricing, it's just two, two and a half lakhs uh, less than the E-Class. The long wheel based E-Class. Which is long wheel based. You know, you've got acres of space in the Mm E-Class. You've got more equipment in the E-Class, including that soft closed doors. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. earlier was there only on the S class and Burmester the A and all sorts of fancy things. Okay, yeah. the A6 has Bang and Olufsen, yeah. but uh, earlier they used to have those tweeters that would rise up, yeah. those tweeter yeah. towers that would rise up from the A pillars. Mm-hmm. That's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, so somehow the you you used to have a long term E class, if I'm uh, not, not this long wheelbase, but the earlier generation. But all we right. spent a lot of time yeah. with the E class. So uh, what, what, where would you say they line up against each other? So the A6, uh, if you want something different, yeah. Okay, the E-Class has been around for mm-hmm. quite a while. The E-Class, like a lot of y'all say, you know, even you keep saying that, Abhishek, that the E-Class looks like the C-Class, looks like the S-Class. That's right? true. <laughs> it all looks the same. Uh, it's a style that would appeal to an E-Class kind of audience. Yeah. Uh, I'm not an E-Class buyer, but for me, I think something a little more sporty sort of works better for me. The A6, Actually, it looks... <laughs> the, the A6, it looks different. It sort of stands you out from the crowd that is buying E-classes. Uh, no bad thing. Mercedes yeah. is selling a lot of E-classes. Yeah. But the A6 stands out from the rest. What do you so, think of the cabin? I, I really like what they've done with the cabin. It's really futuristic. The, very the, techie. Yeah. The if you're a gadget freak, yeah. Yeah, you'd love it. Exactly. And it's just, it's just the, the way they use the materials. You've got the metallic finish. You've got wood. You've got glossy plastic. Which yes. doesn't feel cheap, by the yes. way. Yes. And it's all put together... Very nicely. Very and nice. Lots of screens. Yes. So I like it. I like the interior. I even like the fact that you got haptic feedback. Yeah, so what do you, what's your opinion on these screens? Huh? 
I think it's fine. It looks mm. cool. It looks futuristic. Yeah. I would like to have a button, a straight up button that says exactly. ESP off. Right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, those things, yeah. uh, important things yeah. in the right places, a proper no volume button, knob. but ESP button necessary. Uh, no, a proper <laughs> volume knob was huh. also important. So, straight up, turn it on, turn it off, right? right. But apart from that, screens are I fine. Mean, you know what I, I like with the screen is, I mean, sure, you get feedback to know that the button's working, but you still need to look down to know where to touch. True. And you're taking your eyes far off the true, road. True, true. You know? uh, to counter that, all these new cars, yeah. now they have uh, voice recognition. That's true. Yeah. So you can say, you hey, Audi, yeah. nah, no, increase the temperature. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling cold. It takes yeah. a little more time than just touching a button. Yeah. But uh, if you don't want to take your eyes off the road, you can Fair always enough. talk Does to the car. Work? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does work. Yeah, it does. It actually does work. I, when I was driving the 3 Series, you can tell the 3 Series, um, my passenger is feeling cold. And it would raise the passenger temperature. You know? yeah. In time to come, we say, my passenger is uh, no, irritating the shit out of me. <laughs> Eject seat. <laughs> Eject seat. <laughs> but so, yeah. that was the A6. Uh, it's out now. Yeah. You can buy it. You can drive it. Uh, where does it slot in amongst the Parthenon of uh, mm. uh, luxury cars? Um, Audi is not right up there anymore. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. Um, but uh, this can start a But I hope, sorts. yes. That's yeah. what I hope. Uh, and I really want Audi to do well because mm. you need more players in that segment. The more yeah. players, the you know, competition keeps everybody on their toes. Right. And I hope Audi gets back onto Steam, gets back into those days when they were like really gunning for it and aggressive yeah. and like, mm. yeah. So let's hope all the best, Audi. Uh, I think this car will bring numbers back yeah. to so, so, yeah. Audi. So uh, good luck to them. Uh, so moving that was on. the moving on. <laughs> the, that was the A6. Uh, you were at the same time yeah. in Mumbai. Missed the A6. No, Missed the A6, but I uh, was in Bangalore. Oh, you were in Bangalore. Yeah. What were you doing in Bangalore? Uh, so CA, CS Santosh had a very very nice event planned for us. Uh, so he's done something very different. Nobody else has done so far. He he invited 32 riders mm. from across the country mm. to participate in an enduro race, mm. which has never been uh, never been done earlier. Uh, that in also India. included in, in India. India. That also included uh, Natraj. Okay. Uh, so TVS Racing's Natraj. TVS Racing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, very different format, and it was about elimination. So he had 32 riders. Who so basically, he called professional riders professional riders across only. disciplines so yeah. rally raid supercross all of that everything to yeah. big rock in yeah. bangalore that's yeah. his facility in bangalore yeah. outside bangalore uh, near the kolar mines where uh, they actually has a he has off road track where he trains yeah. where he practices where he has a proper facility yeah. i think india's largest off road largest riding off-road facility yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he called these what 30 30, 30 32 guys and 32 he riders track by himself it had all the elements supercross motocross and mostly it was enduro but mm. very nice track it had everything from a slush pit so basically it was an elimination elimination and the last man standing last gets man standing gets he won an expulse i think the rally edition okay. and uh, he'll be trained by cs himself which is a big deal so, so basically he wants to who, give back to the community yuva kumar uh, what's his background I think he's sponsored by Hero Motorsport. So, does he ride actively? He rides actively, yeah. Okay. So, Yuva Kumar, he's now going to be trained by CS Santosh. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully, we'll see more of Yuva Kumar. He wants to put people into Dakar. He wants more people to go to Dakar. Because Santosh, to me, is a great role model. Yeah, he is. You know, he's a guy who's done it. 
Yeah. Now he went to the Dakar on his own steam, on his own money. He took his personal money, friends' money. No, he pushed himself there. He went there. Yeah. First Dakar, finished the Dakar, which is a no mean feat Maybe. in itself. Yeah. Uh, he, when heroes set up their motorsport operations, Santosh was the first guy they called, and that's because Santosh is a great statesman also. He talks intelligently. Really? He's very good to yeah. talk to. He's humble. He's down to earth. Yeah. He's achieved things, but he doesn't have that air to himself. That no, he's God. Uh, he'll talk to you on your level uh, I keep talking to him and he keeps saying that no why don't you come down to Big Rock and ride with me and I'm too scared <laughs> to fall off a bike out there yeah, because I don't ride off road but he, he he's just a very friendly yeah. nice down to earth decent and genuine human being and that's why you want him to do well and I wish him really well for this year's edition of the yeah, Dakar yeah. in Saudi Arabia now of course I will miss going to South America but I'll definitely go to Saudi yeah, Arabia and cheer for these guys. Yeah. So, Yuva Kumar is going to be trained. But Understood. what I'm also interested in, did you write the rally raid, that rally equipment kitted out experts? So, I sat on it. I must have done like barely 50 meters, 100 meters. That's not what I would say riding. So, I that's full not, road test. Not, no road <laughs> test. Not carrying my... Okay, so full the, specs. Come on. Yeah. Out with it. <laughs> So main thing, the seat height I was worried about is about 925mm, which okay. is almost 90mm more than my bike, okay. my Xperts. Okay. But I was skeptical about it, but it's really great. The bike is super slim. Okay. So I could really... How is it slim? Or they've changed the seat? No, it's already slim, okay. but I could touch the ground. So I what is going to happen? So very comfortable. Okay. There's, and the seat now, it's, it's just spot on. Okay. I'm going to put that on my bike for sure. What is uh, different? Harder, softer? It's harder, it's flatter. Okay. Uh, like proper motocrosser. Okay. All the right. handlebar is taller, so okay. I could stand properly. Okay. Very nicely done. So on the rally bikes that they had, they're mm-hmm. going to be participating, I think, in Dakshin Dare okay. and other rallies also. If okay. I'm not wrong, they've tested this kit at rallies in the past. They right? have, and this one had an oil cooler, which okay. the rally kit which is going to come won't have. Okay. Okay. So this this even had a different crankcase for the okay. same reason for new uh, outlets and inlets. All right. Okay. For the oil coolers and. Acura. So it's a worth buy. It's a. Absolute worth buy. Also, what the, you were telling me about the sprockets and that's the really sprocket. Changed. That's what the okay. sprocket size has been changed. They're still tweaking it. So okay. the current size, you want me to tell the size? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. How many teeth? <laughs> it's thirteen and okay. thirty-eight. They they're trying everything from twelve to forty. Okay. So the top speed is varying. Right now it's hundred and five. Okay. Uh, my bike goes to one thirty. Uh, so, so what you can buy different sprockets or they will finally have a kit they are go, they are say they are saying that you are going to get this specific sprocket for your bike but okay. if you want to change we'll help you do okay. that all right so that is an option so okay. they're playing around with it a lot of things they're doing with it and they're saying this is just so i met the r&d guys mm-hmm. there um, mm-hmm. david i don't know if you know him no. he's from hero motorsports so he was there he was telling me about the bike and he said they're testing a lot many more products based on this experts platform now mm-hmm. And there are going to be a lot many bikes coming out of this same thing. So a and lot of bikes based on the X-Pulse. A lot of bikes. And also at the, the Ace of Dirt event, the X-Pulse was literally flying. It was killing everything else. Everything Stop else X-Pulse. means... Uh, so what they, they had other bikes? They had impulses. They had about... Out of the 32, there were about 15 impulses. Okay. Shows the popularity. Yeah. They had about 7-8 X-Pulses. They had, a, they had a Himalayan. They had X-Blade Hero. Okay. They had a Charisma also, I think. But so the X-Pulse is a proper on-off-road yeah, adventure motorcycle see, yeah. that really works. Really works. So good luck to Santosh, good luck to Yoma Kumar and uh, well I hope we see more of these uh, events uh, yeah. from Santosh. I believe Red Bull is also uh, pushing uh, and uh, partnering with him to yeah. create more of these events. So it's great for the sport and great for the country for motorsport enthusiasts yeah. in the country. It's very inspiring like he wants to give back to the community which is like, a great thing. Uh, is he going to train you? 
no uh, skills at all. Did you Thank pitch you. a media training school? So I pitched to Hero, and yeah. they said we could have a ride for this rally okay. edition bike. Okay. So just have to talk uh, to Kunal. So Rohit, Rohit Isaac, if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> yeah. Abhishek is already signing up. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Adish, you? I'll fall for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yes or no. I'll try, but I'll fall. <laughs> if I'm okay, then why should I be okay? Yeah, I'm not your father. <laughs> Uh, see, if you break your legs, you can still come to office and ride. That's true. Yeah, so but we don't drive any more cars. Yeah. That's okay. That's fine. I'm there. I'll drive. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many great bi- uh, cars actually that has been uh, shown recently. Ferrari Roma. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The, uh, what is that? Now, that's to me. Now, I know this is going to upset somebody, but uh, this is a Portofino with a fixed roof, right? So oh, yeah. this is the came into the Boxster, <laughs> but it looks gorgeous. It does, I, yeah. I think it looks very different from the current Ferraris. Yeah. All the current Ferraris have been very fussy in terms of those wind tunnel elements. Mm. This is smooth, swooping. Uh, Roma, you think of Rome, you think of these beautiful Italian... It kind of reminded me of the, the body shapes of the new Aston Martins, actually. Exactly. You know, the way they're so smooth and... Is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. But it's not like a Ferrari. Yeah. I mean, that's because it's not scarlet. Paint is scarlet, I think it'll look like a Ferrari. Probably because <laughs> the cars that were shown yeah. showcased were all uh, in steel grey, S- white or silver, silver, whatever, maybe white or yeah. so. Uh, I like that egg crate grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that actually I didn't like the, that too much. That harks yeah. back yeah. to the history yeah. and the past Possibly. of Ferrari. And the thing with Ferrari is that every single car it mm-hmm. looks different. They don't have this family face Correct. business. It and looks like God. a Ferrari, yeah. but it also looks very unique, yeah. very, very different, different, very on its own. No, it stands mm-hmm. on its own, yeah. which I think is a very nice thing. It's got a whole new cabin. So right. the cabin yeah. is completely different from the Portofino. Uh, and Ferrari right. cabins are getting dated, right? I, I think Ferrari cabins have always been up there in terms of the quality, the materials, mm. the everything. It's like mm. sweet. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, it's going to be slightly above the Portofino, it will slot, uh, slot in between the Portofino and the F8 Tributo. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the lineup, uh, I'm sure it'll come to India sometime middle to the end of next year. Yeah. Um, it's also part of Ferrari's whole new strategy which was put in place last year to have 15 new models over 4 years Uh, they are a public limited company now so they have to create more shareholder value so more shareholder value means more cars Ferraris are still very rare very unique so I think there's a lot of headroom for them to move in and more Ferraris makes the world a better place (laughs) so I say bring it on I think the next will be the SUV which is not an SUV so that also is going to, and that could probably do to Ferrari in India what the Urus is doing to Lamborghini in yeah. India. Yeah. Lamborghini's numbers have shot through the roof with the Urus in India. So much so that India is getting priority on Urus allocations yeah. over other markets in our region, wow. which sell much, much more than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferrari is, in, actually in India, it's the only place, or maybe one of one or two places in the world, where Lamborghini outsells Ferrari. And that's because Ferrari does not have a mass market model uh, relatively speaking yeah. Yeah. okay so that SUV which is not an SUV yeah. that could be their massish model and that could like what the Urus is doing Urus is fueling sales of the Huracans and the special edition Aventadors Aventador yeah. SVJs uh, you think one two would make it to the country now almost ten are here so it's crazy the numbers that yeah. the Lamborghini are doing yeah. the Roma all these cars could do to Ferrari that yeah. and that's great yeah that's like you I you see a Ferrari on the road on your morning commute really your whole day is made yeah. if you ask me so, yeah so the Urus is there's so many around now so there is one in Vimanagar where we live yeah I've seen more Uruses than say an Abarth or a Capture even the Capture <laughs> <laughs> more Uruses around like, I see an Urus every day now you probably yeah. see more Urus than Javas also 
double burn. But <laughs> I'm saying that because Java just launched a new motorcycle. The Perak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so mm. Abhishek. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for it. Okay. So I'll come to the specs in a bit. Yeah. But first, Java volumes, Java yeah. deliveries haven't yet come yeah. onto full stream, right? Uh, I don't. I haven't seen a Java on the road. I've seen except one for Java the ones so we've been riding. Except for the ones we've been riding, <laughs> yeah. and we rode the Java nearly a year after it was launched. Yeah. 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 So what is happening? Why? Why aren't we not seeing too many Javas? I can't imagine that there is no demand for the Java because there's so yeah. much of this nostalgia yeah. around it. Lot of right? things, yeah. and it's attractive in terms of the pricing. Also attractive to look at. Yeah. So I'm sure there are that early adopters that will want the Java. So why don't we not? see so many javas on the road even when we didn't see so i spoke to the java guys what they were saying is all the uh, bikes which were pre booked on the mm-hmm. website before the launch they have been delivered but the but kidhar hai dikhta to nahi hai still not able to see anything so they're saying they're not telling the numbers i don't know what numbers they are doing yeah uh, for obvious reason yeah so don't know where the bikes are but they're saying everything is sold out for the next 8 months that's what the dealers are saying so there's almost an 8 8 month waiting period right Okay. Okay. So an eight month waiting period, and the Perak that was launched mm. is only going to begin deliveries in April. If I'm April, not wrong. Yeah. yeah. So Jan bookings open. Yeah. Yeah. Bookings open in Jan. Uh, deliveries start off in April. What's the price? One point nine four lakhs. Uh, that's how much more than the current Javas? I think if you consider the disc variant, twenty uh, thousand. Which is not bad. Yeah. Not that's bad. Cool. Yeah. yeah Do you get a rear seat option? uh they are saying there are going to be a lot of accessories coming for this bike and other bikes also they so are that could include a that could include but they're not because what is shown and what you're seeing it if you're watching yeah. this on youtube uh you're looking at the perak and it's got only a single seat yeah and uh, it looks quite cool i must yeah, say yeah yeah bobbers yeah. look cool so i think yeah. they, no, but it is a well executed bobber you know they, true they've true. got that uh, hard tail design going on yeah. so they hit in the monoshock behind the very nice true, inspired true. and very nice and i like that whole the, dark theme yeah. to it yeah it's got a very nice back story okay so uh There was supposedly some vigilante in that. What is the country? Czech, Czech, Czech Republic. Czech, no, Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, apparently, he used to save the locals from the Nazis. Okay. During the World War Two times, and uh, one day he was spotted running, not running, getting away from the city on this bike, on and he never returned. Okay. So so he rode off. Yeah. So night. maybe. Uh, cool story. Very nice story. Uh, cool and story. that's why there's only one color. It's going to be stealthy black. Only one color. Yeah. It's so this black. is like Henry Ford. You can have it in any color as long as it is <laughs> yeah, black. Yeah, black. <laughs> That's the thing about classic motorcycles, yeah. right? They need they they sell you a story. Yes. And yeah. and you buy into that story. True. And and I mean, fair enough. Thing. Looks yeah. damn cool. Yeah. Very nice. It looks. Uh, more power. Yeah, more power. Three bhp more. It's a bored out engine. That same one okay. which is which is on the Mojo. Yeah. It's bored out. Makes three horses extra. It's heavier. It's longer. It's longer by almost hundred mm. But that's okay. massive. Well, when now the you wheelbase is longer. So uh, they are saying we'll get it in two three months. Huh? The wheelbase is longer by hundred. Wheelbase is long by hundred mm. Okay. It's very long. It's tiny. It's a very mm-hmm. small bike. If you've seen the Triumph Bobber, mm. quite similar. Nice inspiration. Yeah. Very nicely done, but. Cool. So nicely done, Perak. Yeah. Nicely done, Ferrari Roma. Nicely done, Audi A6. Nicely done, Ultraviolet F7. We are riding it on Monday. F7 or F77. 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 Uh, neat cars and bikes this week. Yeah. A uh, lot of driving next week. Mm-hmm. I'm off to the states for the LA Motor Show. I won't be back in time for next week's podcast. So mm-hmm. hold on the fort, guys. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see these two bald beauties <laughs> next week again uh, talking about the bikes and the cars that they've been uh, riding and driving. And that's it for this week's Thrill of Driving podcast. Uh, if you have any comments, do leave us a comment below. We'll address it. Uh, if you like this podcast, like, share, 
tell other people, tell other automotive enthusiasts about it. Let us know what you want to hear about. Okay. And uh, we should start actually getting some more uh, enthusiasts in on this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's the feedback that we've been getting. So we will action that uh, very soon, as soon as I'm back. <laughs> and until then, uh, safe driving, safe riding. Always wear your helmet. Uh, no mercy to people who have not, uh, <laughs> you know, are riding without a helmet. Uh, name and shame. And uh, yeah, enjoy driving and riding. Thank you.